Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young, and I'm your host of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Owen, to talk about, um, what are we, we're in uh, week uh, 18. Yeah, week 18. How was uh, week 17 for you? Week 17 was good. Um, There were some good games. Um, Lots of action. I I think there was like 12 games going on in the early window, which was insane. Uh, So a a lot to watch. Um, and now here we are last week of the regular season and it flew by. So get through week 18 and then we're on to the postseason. Yeah. We're at that time where, you know, everyone's discussing whether or not they're going to be playing their starters and uh, yep. things, yep. things like that, which I don't like, but you know, it, it's part of the game and there's a few handful of teams that are in that boat that, uh, that they may not, they, they, they might be resting some starters. So, uh, it'll be interesting to to hash out, uh, you know, what games are relevant and what games aren't relevant. You know, I saw a list of like all the different starting quarterbacks for this week. Oh my god! Backup starting quarterbacks. There's it's like brutal. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's always a disappointing the year. Yeah, um, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna roll into our our week seventeen this past week's headline, um, which kind of talked about last week but we're gonna talk more about it right now um I'm gonna pose the question to you with last week's performance against the uh Dolphins which we'll talk about in a bit has Lamar Jackson secured the MVP now yes 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 he has and like the only argument against Lamar at this point are his stats um so on the season he has 24 touchdown passes seven interceptions. Um, I'm not sure how many yards he has. Let me pull up. Let me pull up his yardage total right now. Um, he has 3,600 yards. So, like, those are good numbers, but like, not numbers you typically see in an MVP season. Mm-hmm. But, but like, you have to watch Ravens games to understand his value and like what he does for that team. And the reason his stats aren't better is because they run the ball at the goal line a lot. Um, so that's not really – that's kind of out of his control. I think he's clearly MVP. He's in line to win his second award, which is incredible. Um, and I – he's played better this – he's played far better this year than I expected from him. Like this is the best – I honestly think he's played better this year than he did in his 2019 MVP season, even though his stats are worse. Because it feels like defenses have a better read on him now. And he's just so much more of a refined quarterback at this point in his career than he was in his first MVP. Like he, he is much better at going through his progressions. He's much better at the line of scrimmage. He's much better at making throws into tight windows than he was at that point. He's definitely the deserving winner. And that performance against the Dolphins, I mean, my gosh, basically a perfect performance, five touchdown passes, perfect pass rating. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, uh, he sealed the deal with that one. And the Ravens clinched the number one seed. So if I had told you that before this year that Lamar Jackson would win the MVP, would you have been surprised? Yeah, I would have because i i thought I thought we saw we saw the best of him. I thought that MVP that he won in 2019 that was like the pinnacle of his career, and he'd continue to be a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, not I don't think he, I didn't think he'd ever get back to MVP levels. So I would have been surprised. He's exceeded my expectations this year. Because you remember, you and I did our quarterback rankings before the season. Where did we have him? I like seventh. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm at the bottom like, of our list. Six. I think I'm at like sixth, seventh, that range. Um, yeah. Yeah. We. I think we vastly underrated him there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, he's um, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, I and I think you just laid it out perfectly. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, he's the clear favorite right now. And uh, the Ravens, I think they have, they have the Steelers this week. So yeah, they play the Steelers on Saturday. It's, it's just been confirmed that Lamar is not playing in that game. Yeah. So so. It will be Tyler Huntley. If you remember from the playoff game against the Bengals last year, he will get the start there. Yep. Good decision. In my opinion, you don't, you don't want to risk injury. Yeah. We've got the one seat in the AFC, the AFC locked up. So there's no point in, and putting him out there and, Putting him out there might also jeopardize his MVP race conversation if he were to have a bad performance, you know. But for sure, uh, so he he's he's definitely locked it up now. One thing to to say on that is 
what are your thoughts on like rest, you know, people who guys who have like clinched the one seed resting starters? Because what's my opinion on it? I get it from like a perspective. You don't want to get them hurt. It's a meaning. It's essentially a meaningless game, but you also get the idea of like, you don't want them to be rusty in the, uh, in the divisional round. Cause you get a week off. They don't play in the wild card round. So mm-hmm. it would be, it would be two full weeks of game action and rust certainly plays a factor. So I, Slightly questioning John Harbaugh's decision. Now, I obviously I would not have him play the full game because that would just not that'd be irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'd be a bad idea to play start to play him a quarter, play starters a quarter, just so they can get some game action. Um, so I don't know. I I understand why they're doing it, but I I also fully understand the arguments for playing starters like in a position like the team like the Ravens or the Niners. I'm sure the Niners will sit starters as well. Like it's a tough position to be in for sure. Yeah, and their their week their first playoff game is probably going to be against a weaker a weaker team a weaker AFC yeah. team, right? So even if Lamar's rusty, I don't think that's going to like cause them to lose. Like, and plus it's Lamar; like he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. He's gonna uh, you know he's not going to be trash. He's he's Lamar Jackson. Like this this isn't some like you know. Like a Joe, like let's say, uh, let's say the Browns say they sat Joe Flacco, like that let's might be a little different. Yeah, like because he's older, you know, uh, he's not as he's not as good of a player now than Lamar is. So like that might be a little different. Like he might come out a little rusty, but I have faith in Lamar and this offense and the coaching staff. So I, I, I agree with their decision overall. I, I do, but like it, it's 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 it has good arguments either way. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, we're going to move into our, our uh, uh, Week 17 recap. And the first game we're going to talk about is the uh, Lions and Cowboys. And I think this was a good game. And I think another reason to bring up this conversation is this this game is because of the ending. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts on, on that situation because you know what happened, right? Um, yes. Now, for our, for our listeners, um, I'll lay it out for them. So – uh, it was twenty to nineteen. Uh, the Lions had just scored uh, the 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 game. What would be the game tying touchdown if they just went for the extra point? But they decide to go for two. Now on this two point conversion play, uh, they so I think the first play, uh, if I remember right, they didn't score. They like they didn't get in, but no, they, had they did that went their way. Right, I think it uh, was a pi or or offside. It was offside. That's what it was. It was offside on the on the Cowboys. So they had a free play. So, uh, which they didn't convert. So they had a second two point try. Now here's where it gets spicy. You know, um, uh, Jared Goff throws a like he rolls to the right. He throws it across the field pass to Taylor Decker who is an offensive lineman, right? And he catches it and secures it. And the Lions fans are going wild and, and, and all that stuff. And the flag comes out and they call him for illegal, what was it? Uh, illegal touching. Legal touching, yeah. Yes. And and we're like, huh? And then, then so where did the, where did the whole reporting thing come in? Like, so what, here's what happened. So, there was two offensive linemen on the play. There was Taylor Decker, who's their starting left tackle, and then uh, Dan Skipper, who's like a backup offensive lineman. They use him as an extra offensive lineman in mm-hmm. certain packages. So the official thought Dan – so usually Dan Skipper is the lineman who is eligible to catch a pass, whereas Decker is playing normal left tackle. Well, in this case, Decker was the eligible receiver, while Skipper would play – the fifth offensive lineman position. So they kind of switched roles here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they sent Decker out for the pass. He caught it. The official thought that Skipper reported as eligible, but it was Decker who repel- reported as eligible. Um, but the official thought it was Skipper, so they called it for illegal, illegal touching since he would, in that case, the official thought he was an ineligible receiver. So essentially the Lions got screwed because the official – 
couldn't tell, was unable to tell like which rece- which offensive lineman told him he was eligible. Like that's on the official. Wow. And the, the Lions got blatantly screwed here. With that said, Dan Campbell probably should have kicked the extra point mm-hmm. after that and just tied the game and went to overtime because there was 23 seconds left. So, yeah. like, I think Dan Campbell does hold some fault, like, continuing to go for two even after that play. Um, but this was just a just a, another classic case, and far too many of those this year, of the officials deciding the outcome of the game. And it had a major impact in the playoff picture because if the Dallas lost this game, which they probably should have, because it would have given Detroit the lead with 23 seconds – not a whole lot of time to drive the field. Uh-huh. Um, this basically gave them the division title because if they beat Washington next week, which we assume they would, they're the division champs. Uh, so if I was an Eagle, now obviously we'll get to the Eagles later. My goodness. Um, if I was an Eagles fan at the time, I'd be pretty annoyed by this. And obviously if I was a Lions fan and for division purposes, if I was a Lions fan, I'd obviously be annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. Um, the officiating, I think we've talked about it, you know, t- at times on this podcast. It's always been bad, um, but like this year, I feel like it's been worse than usual. There's just been so many cases where, like, after the game, we're talking about the officials and not what happened in the game, and it's just unfortunate because this is a really entertaining football game, and all we can talk about is the officials and their incompetence. Um, because the Lions, the Lions, they did the right thing. They have every right to be upset about this, and they sh- that should have counted as the two point conversion. Yeah, and sorry about the rough explanation. I was just trying to like go through it in my mind about. Oh what no, it- no, no, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so much going on that yeah. you just couldn't get the correct right story on who you know what actually happened. And all I know is that the Lions did get screwed, and like you could see, like after the game, like there were like video shots of like. Uh, Jared Goff, like, telling him to go report to the ref, which he did. Yes, yeah. There's no way they screwed it up from there. So, I mean, it's obviously on the officials here. Um, and it sucks that we're talking about that versus the actual football being played on the field, which is which was very good. Um, and we both picked the Cowboys to win, um, right? Yeah, I believe, yes, we did. Yeah, so we got that right. Um and it was a, just a really well-played game in general, I, I'd say. Uh, a lot of offense. Even though they're not a whole lot of points scored, I feel like it was just like pretty good offense on both sides. And the defenses came through when they need to, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, from as my from my prospects for both of these teams, um, not much has changed for either side. Uh, I, remain conf- I remain confident in the Cowboys to win next week um, and secure that, that seed. And the Lions are going to be a team that you do not want to play in the playoffs. And uh, because of their offense and, and because of Dan Campbell and all that, I, I've been really impressed with Dan Campbell this year. And me and my other friends were actually discussing it uh, earlier about who we cast for our coach of the year vote at this point. And he was, he was going to be my guy. And I know, I know that the Lions had high expectations going into this year and all, and all of that, but I just feel like he's done a really good job with them and there aren't a whole lot of like lower level teams that are outperforming like their standard or, or their expectations. So like, I wanted to go with this, with a guy like that. So I just, yeah, Dan, sorry to interrupt. If you want to, is there anything you wanted to add to that or no, you're good. I was about to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah so Dane Campbell would be a good pick for that too. I, I would personally vote for Kevin Stefanski. Uh, the Browns have started four quarterbacks this year, five, on Sunday because Joe Flacco is not playing. They're mm-hmm. starting Jeff Driscoll against the Bengals next Sunday. And they're 11 and five. They're the five seed. So, but like if, if you voted for Dan Campbell, I would not vehemently disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And as for my prospects for these two teams, I agree. Nothing really much has changed. I think both of them could make a run in the NFC. I no, I will say this though. I'm lower on the lions than you are. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the Cowboys, if they play their best, which they don't always do, but if they do, they can absolutely get the job done in the playoffs. I think they have the talent to do so. Um, the Lions, I think, do too. But 
I don't know. I'm less confident. In the, it's not just because the result of the game. I think the Lions deserve to win this game. But in a playoff rematch, I'd probably pick Dallas. Um, with yeah. that said, a disappointing ending to what was a really good football game. For sure. For sure. Moving on to our second matchup that we're going to talk about. It's the Dolphins and the Ravens, which I thought would be the second game of the week to watch after the Lions and Cowboys. And it turned out to be a terrible, terrible game to watch. And this game was over by halftime, maybe even before that, um, with the Ravens winning, I believe, 56 to 19. Um, Something. Yeah, I think I think that was it. Yeah, I'll, I'll start off on this one. My thoughts. I don't know if there's a whole lot, kind of like the other game. I don't know if there's a whole lot to take away other than that. It's a little bit concerning for the Dolphins if they have to go on the road in the playoffs in this kind of a situation. Um, kind of like when they played the Bills early. That is kind of a similar type of game to where they got blown out. Um, they didn't show a whole lot. Pretty disappointing if you're a Dolphins fan. Um, if you're a Ravens fan, you're just ecstatic and you're continuing to ride this wave of success and just masterful offensive football. I don't know who they're is their offensive coordinator Jeff Munkin? Or is uh, it Todd Todd Munkin? Uh um, deserves a raise after the season. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so like <laughs> uh, they they're just firing all cylinders, all cylinders on offense. Their defense is playing lights out. Um we saw how they played last week against San Francisco. So uh, yeah, I, I guess this game is more about the Dolphins sucking versus the Ravens being just great, like they have been. So, like, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think it's both. I think it's both. Like, the Ravens were phenomenal. Um, for the Ravens, it's about like if you don't at least get to the Super Bowl, this is this is a extreme yeah. disappointment. Barring you know, barring Lamar Jackson like getting hurt early in the playoff, their divisional playoff game. If they don't at least win the conference, is a it's a huge. I don't want to use the word failure. Um, disappointment. Like disappointment is the right word. Yeah. Um, this was a dominating performance on every asset, but like it does raise some concerns about. The, I'm so bipolar when it comes to the Dolphins, man. Yeah. They come up. They they had this huge win against the Cowboys at home, um, which really regained some that some confidence in them. Like they finally beat a real. They finally beat a good team. They out they pretty thoroughly outplayed them for the majority of that game. And I did I picked them to lose this game, but I picked it to be close. Like I believe I picked it to be a one-score game. And they go to Baltimore and they laid an absolute egg. And it just kind of re it kind of like put that Cowboys game in the rearview mirror, like as kind of like an aberration, like you know, it more as uh, more so than a trend. Um, because look at the other games they played against good teams this year: Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, um, um, and now the Ravens. Like, it's just a lot of bad uh-huh. losses. In a lot of these games, they like they were thoroughly outplayed and not really all that competitive. And like, how do you how do you trust them in a playoff game when they've been streaky at best against good opponents all year? And I. I the thing with Tua in this game, I don't know what to think of Tua uh, because he puts up great stats. And I think we were real. I was hiring him early in the year. Um, he obviously has great numbers, but it feels like whenever like you take his first couple reads away, he kind of panics and just kind of throws the ball up for grabs. And I don't know what his ceiling is. Like I don't know what the Dolphins' ceiling is with him with with him as their quarterback. I don't know, man. Like I. I their dolphins aren't now they're all injured. Bradley Chubb is Bradley Chubb out for the year. I heard he's he, he yeah. got it like so, now so they have no Jalen Phillips and they have no Bradley Chubb. So they're not going to be able to get the pass a pass rush on anybody. Those are two best edge rushers. I don't care how good Jalen Ramsey is. That defense, like, how can you be confident in them in the playoffs? Like they're just so banged up. Uh Jalen Waddle's been in and out of the lineup all year. If they get the two seed, I would pick them to to beat whoever they play in the first round because they'd probably play, you know, you know, Houston or Indy or Pittsburgh. I'd pick them to win that game, sure, but like I would not pick them to go further than that at, at this point. I I just don't know what to make of them. Yeah. As for the Ravens, you know, just a dominating performance, and they're the class of the league heading into the playoffs. 
Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Bradley Chubb is does in fact have a torn ACL, so yes, he's- I saw something. I thought I saw that. Um, it, unfortunate for Miami. Um, but like I got to be honest with you, even if they did have Bradley Chubb, I would not have any more confidence in them than I do now. Yeah, but and but they've lost two of their bigger pass rushers now with Jalen. Yeah, Phillips, Phillip, and, Phillips and Chubb. That's that's very unlucky, but uh, it kind of like I was going to bring up a kind of irrelevant point. So you know, you know how Phillips tore his ACL on a turf field. Yes, and there everybody's com- like at, at the Jets. Everybody's all like saying, "Oh, like it's the field and all that." But now Bradley Chubb ter- tears his, his ACL on a grass field. Yeah. So it's like kind of it like Tornis yells like it's football, man. Like that, that's yeah. just something that happens. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Cause I don't know if you saw like the clip and like the audio of it, but the dude was like screaming. Uh, Phillips or Chubb? Chubb. Like he was like, you could hear it. You could hear yeah, it. I, I have not seen that. It's just uh that's like the worst timing that can happen. Yeah. Um, so, like, what are your thoughts about the Dolphins after this game? Because, like, it, they, it can't be any better than they were before. Yeah, I think you said it good. Like, I'm, I am kind of bipolar with them, but I try to be less reactionary. So, um, obviously, it's not good. It, it seems like when they come up against teams that are above their punching weight, they do struggle a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, except I would put the Cowboys a little bit above their punching weight. Uh, not by much, though. I would agree. Like, with other – like. Maybe even the Bills, I guess. Um, although the Bills caught fire that game, and if they play again, like next, they do play next week, which we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, we, we'll see how that lines up, but uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I don't. They're going to be to give it away. They're going to be in our contender pretender segment at the end. So, oh, I, I may have just spoiled it there, but we'll do that anyway. <laughs> We'll talk about that more later, but uh, yeah, I'll just leave that leave that as that. All right, that brings up our third and final game to recap from Week 17, and that was the Arizona Cardinals beating the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia by a score of thirty-five to thirty-one. I believe the final was correct. Um, wow. Um, so we'll start off with the Cardinals. Uh, we'll start off in the positive side, talking about the Cardinals. That's a huge win for them. Not, not a huge win in terms of like playoff seedings; their season's over. Yeah. But like in terms of like keeping guys together, instilling confidence into next season. I feel like we haven't uh, talked about them much yet this year. Really, we really I mean, there has <laughs> there has not been much reason to. Um, yeah. You know, we've kind of we've kind of taken our jabs at them this year because they're not very good. But yeah. hey, here they are. Um, with a huge win on the road, but it's, it's a great win for like guys morale showing the guys, like even on teams that have nothing to play for, they still play hard at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jonathan Gannon, I was skeptical of him before the season because there was some, you know, I'm sure you saw those weird videos of him that came out before the year. Um, yeah. So like, I was skeptical. Like, ah, how's this going to go? The record's not good. They're, they're four and 12, but like, that's a terrible roster they have. I think he's done a really good job this season with not much to work with. Um, and he's definitely proven that, you know, he should get another shot with this team next year and can help lead them, lead their rebuild. And I think they should keep Kyler Murray also. I think they should draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and keep Kyler Murray. Um, so, like, the Cardinals are a team that, like, maybe might have a better future than originally thought. Uh, you said Kyle Murray's better than you originally thought. No, I said um, I don't know if I cut out there. The I said the Cardinals should keep Kyler Murray. Oh, um, they should yeah. not trade Kyler Murray. They should keep Kyler Murray and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or Rome Rome Adunze from Washington. Yeah. But I said I thought the I think the Cardinals' future could be better than I originally thought. Like they okay. could be a team. They could be a real team in maybe a year or two if they would, if they rebuild well. I wouldn't say next year. I'd say the year after. I would if, agree with that. Think about yeah. it. All those guys coming in, they're not going to be ready. Like they're going to be ready, but they're not going to be ready, ready yet to mm-hmm. compete at the highest level um, and put this team in a playoff position. 
So I'll, I'll give it two years, two to three years maximum. Um, but like, I, I do respect what he's doing though. Ooh, Gannon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's done a good job this year. I mean, they they beat the Eagles and the Cowboys this year. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. So we got the positive out of the way. Now let's go to the Eagles. The the negative, which is the Eagles. Uh, my goodness, this is this is one of the more shocking late season collapses that I've ever seen. Um, you and I both picked them to win the Super Bowl before the year. We we had them as our Super Bowl team, our Super Bowl winner throughout most of the season. They get out this 10 and one start. Uh, they beat a lot of good teams. They beat the chiefs. They beat the bills. They beat the dolphins. They beat the Cowboys. And then, you know, the wheels essentially fell off. They lost the Niners and the Cowboys, which is acceptable. Those are good teams, but they were not really competitive in either one of those games. They have an embarrassing loss to the Seahawks. They come back and beat the giants, but in a game that was definitely closer than it should have been. And then this is like the cherry on top of, just this slide that they're in um, shocking uh, the way they, that they have played this month um, that they went from this team that like could definitely go on a run, definitely win a super bowl this year um, looked very, no, I wouldn't say they weren't as dominant as they were last year, but like were consistent were you know, finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. And now they just find now they went from a team that would always find a way to win to a team that could finds ways to lose in a month in a month span uh i'm shocked they've completely fallen apart yeah and i don't know if you've seen it but the locker room's starting to fade now and they're starting to be like little fights and like arguments and stuff like that like a little tension like aj brown's in the middle of all of it which i'm not surprised Mm -hmm. um but that that we weren't seeing that you know at the start of the season when they were rolling so yeah i mean this was one of those games where I, lo- I kept checking the score and I was like, ah, the Eagles are going to pull it out. Like they're going to, they're going to figure it, figure it out. Right. And then yeah. I turned the game on when it was tied or when the Eagles were up by just three. And I was like, Oh damn, the, the Cardinals really have a chance to, you know, pull this out and, and do this. And sure enough, they do. And I just, if you're an Eagles fan, like you, you just gotta be like asking yourself, like what is going on? Like just, you don't have, there's no answers to the questions that are being asked. And I guess like moving forward, they just need to, I don't know. There's not, there's not a whole lot of answers. You just got to like, I think they play uh who they play next week. Oh, uh, the giants giants. That's right. On the road. You have, that's a must win game. And I hope, sure hope they're playing their starters. Um, But because they don't, I don't think they have a chance at the one seed still in the NFC or the two seed. Oh no, no. The, the 49ers clinched the one seed. Um, I mean, they, they're not even going to win. If Dallas beats Washington, they're not even going to win their own division. They'll be the five seed. They'll play the NFC South winner on the road. Um, so that that's to go from 10 and one to not winning your division is pretty bad. I think the biggest issue with this Eagles team right now is coaching. I really do like Brian Johnson, their offensive coordinator. His play calling is just, is just not good. It has really not been good all year. And I, I'm starting to question Nick Sirianni too. Like, what exactly does he do for them? You know, because they had this great offense last year with Shane Steichen, and he goes to the Colts, and he has them in a position to make the playoffs. And I, I, I'm not sure. Like Sirianni, I think I'm not sure what Sirianni does there. Like, if he doesn't call plays, his job is to hire a good stat, a good coordinators, and I think he's done pretty badly with that on both sides of the ball. So it's it's just it's not great. I'll just I'll just cliff notes it there. It's not great. Was the offense really the issue in this game though? Like was, no, it was not. It was not. It was not. But um, but there was a sequence at the end of the game. Like they had the ball. It was tied. And they're in field goal range, and their play calls were quarterback draw, quarterback draw, screen, and then okay. they kick field goal. So like their situational play calling is just. It sure. feels like they're not they're not utilizing the talent they have, even if their offense scores a respectable amount of points. Yeah, that's true. And you would think thirty one points would be w- well enough to win the game. Is yeah, with that talent and yeah, their defense, their defense is just oh, man, that's, yeah. Like when a team like the Cardinals can run the ball on you with James Conner, who's thirty, you've got some issues. 
and, by and, the way, by the way, the Pro Bowl quarterbacks just got announced. Um, the NFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott. Okay. The a- the AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks, Lamar, Tua, and Mahomes. Wow. I so, Tua, made, Tua made it and Mahomes. Wow. Yeah, I would I would have personally Allen, I would I would put Allen. Josh Allen. I would have put Josh yeah. Allen over Tua. Over Tua, yeah. And I think they got it right in the NFC, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I have no objections there. Yeah, I I don't even know. Like, it's hard to say if Mahomes deserves that or not because of the receivers. Yeah, I I would I think he deserves it more than Tua, in my opinion. Um, So if I were to make if I were to make any substitutions, I would put Josh Allen in for Tua. But overall, I don't think it's bad to be honest. To be quite honest, if Lamar had been snubbed from that list, wow. Yeah. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna move on to our player of the week segment, um, which we give our our weekly award. Uh, Owen, I'll have you start off with this one. I, I think I have a feeling of who you're gonna pick. Um, well, thanks for letting me start. Uh, Lamar Jackson again uh, is my player of the week. He actually, I think you went with Lamar last week. I went I went with Amari Cooper last week. Well, this week I'm going with Lamar. Uh, Five touchdowns, no picks, perfect pass rating against a defense that was playing great. The Dolphins' defense was great going into that game ever since Jalen Ramsey came back. Um, but, yeah, Lamar's my player of the week. Not much more, more needs to be said there. Yeah, you can't fault that at all. I feel like we've been talking about Lamar a lot this episode so far, which well-deserved. Um, <laughs> for my player of the week, it's going to be uh, – C.D. Lamb, who uh, broke records uh, this past week, um, he had 13 receptions for 227 yards and a touchdown. Um, and in the first half, he had like 120 yards or something like that. Just went crazy. Um, he now owns the single-season record for yards in a season from a Cowboy, which is very impressive considering they're yes. super bad. So uh, just a record-breaking year for him and uh, just continuing uh, his hot streak of – of games here. Um, and they face the red, the, excuse me, they face the commanders next week. So, uh, it should continue for him. So. I agree. Especially considering the commanders might have the worst defense in football. Yeah. They have, they have one of the worst ones for sure. Yeah, so, uh, that's a good choice. CD lamb. I think it, I would vote for first team all pro this year. He's been phenomenal this season. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's really established himself as one of the game's elite receivers this year. Um, and, and on that side of the, the league, uh, you know, you have AJ Brown, Jefferson. Yeah. um, And he's had a better year than both those guys. So I I don't think there's any question with that. For sure. AJ Brown, especially with AJ Brown, he hasn't been, his numbers have not been as good these last couple weeks. Um, so CD should definitely get the nod there. All right. That about wraps it up for week 17. Um, let's move on to our last regular season week preview, our week 18 preview. We have a bunch of games in the docket this week, uh, a couple de facto playoff games, starting off with the Colts and the Texans, uh, both teams alive to make the playoffs. Both teams are alive to win the AFC South. Um, I think they both come in at nine and seven. The game is in Indianapolis, uh, when these two teams faced earlier this year, the Texans, uh, excuse me, the Colts won back in week two. So it's been quite some time. Um, really, really interesting matchup here. Um, two teams that imagine, imagine telling someone before the year that the Colts and the Texans would be battling to make the playoffs in week 18. I would not have believed you, but here we are. Uh, Jack, I'll let you start, give your prediction on this one and your preview on this one and who do you think is going to win and uh, get into the playoffs? Yeah, so when I was going through the the Week 18 games, uh, I was looking for games that were going to have their starters, were going to be competitive. And this one was the first one that jumped off the page for me because both these teams need to win this one, especially the Texans. Um, they're w- winning their end, right? You just said? Uh, yes. And the yes. Colts, I think, have already secured it. I'm, I could be wrong there. The but- Colts have, the Colt, neither one of these teams have secured it. Okay, so they both need to win. So, yeah, I, this is a huge game uh, in the AFC South. Uh, I don't know if 
obviously one of these teams is going to lose the game. So I don't know what that means for them. Uh, they're probably need some help. Uh, but whoever wins this game is in prime position uh, for a playoff spot. So they're both going to go, be going all out. Uh, Stroud's going to be playing. Uh, you know, you're going to have Gardner Minshew. So you're going to have those two quarterbacks facing off, which I'd give the Texans the, the edge there. Um, as far as giving a prediction here, uh, I really want to pick the Texans to win because I, I want the Texans to make the playoffs. I, th- I feel like that'd be a great story. Uh, first year for D'Amico Ryan's success, success no matter what happens. Um, but I want to see the Texans win. But I don't know if they've been playing as good lately uh, as they were in the middle of the season. Um, so I think I think I'm going to have to stick with the Colts here um, at home um, in front of a big crowd. They got they have Jonathan Taylor back, who ran the ball well last week. Um, I don't Pittman's back, but he wasn't playing his full snaps here last week, so he should be ramping up this week. Um, and the Texans don't have their full allotment of receivers, so yeah. Yeah. I think that affected Stroud a little bit last week. He had a decent game last week, but not a, not a great game um, as we've been used to seeing from him this year. So. I think I'm going to stick with the Colts on this one. Uh, let's go 31 to 28. Colts. 31, 31, 28 Colts. Well, all right. I'm with you. I want the Texans to win just because they've been so bad ever for the last three years. I believe it's the last, in the last three years, they won. I think, let's see, they won four games in 2020, four games in 2021. Three games in twenty, they, so they won eleven games in the last three years combined. Here they are in a position to make the playoffs. They're a great story. Um, what D'Amico Ryan's has done this year is phenomenal. Obviously, C.J. Stroud is incredible, but like I, they're in a tough spot because they're on the road. You know, the Colts fans will be up and ready for this game because this is the biggest game that they've played in Indianapolis in quite some time. Um, I just, I just don't see the Colts losing this game. They're at home. They're health. They're much healthier. Like you said, no, no Tank Dell. Uh, is Nico Collins is is he injured? I don't know. I, is he, is he going to play in this game? Uh, Nico. Um, he, I don't think so. Let me let me do some research and keep going. Yeah. So with that said, like even even if Nico Collins does play, there's no Tank Dell. Um, the Colts defense, the Colts defense, the Colts pass rush has quietly been really good this year. I believe they're top five in sacks. Um, so they can get after Stroud. I think Minshew can do if the Colts, I don't think Minshew, if the Colts win this game, I don't think it's because of Minshew, but I think he can do just enough. I think he can make just enough throws to Pittman. Um, if they can run the ball with Taylor and Zach Moss and uh even Trey Sermon's been getting in on their rushing attack these last few weeks. I think the Colts are gonna win this game. Um, just because I just think they're just in, at a health advantage, they're at home. Um, so I think those are two good enough reasons to win. Regardless, even if the Texans lose, they're a very successful season for both these teams when you consider their expectations. Um, but I'm going to go Colts 28, Texans 20. So with the Nico stuff, the only thing I'm finding is the game, the Browns game, which he played half the snaps. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're ramping him up. I don't know if he played more against the Titans. Um, so I'm not sure on that, but I don't know. Like, e- even if he does play, it doesn't really change my outlook on it. Yeah. Like, I just think the Colts, they, they have more, they just have all the advantages here. They're at home, they're healthier. Um, and I think they'll be ready to go and win this game. Moving on to our second matchup of the week. It's the Bears and the Packers. Uh, the Bears traveling to Green Bay. Um, I'll start off. Actually, no. Oh, and I'll have you start off on this one. So I started on the last one. Give me your your analysis and your pick. Okay. So the, the primer here is essentially if the Packers win this game, they make the playoffs. The Bears have been eliminated, um, but they played well on the stretch. I think the Bears getting eliminated took longer than many people anticipated, especially when you consider that disastrous start to the season they had um so the game's at home for the packers the they have the advantage there they should be getting healthier jr alexander should be back from his suspension they hope to get christian watson back 
possibly Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end back. Um, Jordan Love has played really well. These really well the second half of the season. He came out another great performance against the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. The Packers have I I I speak from experience um, as a fan of the team. They have a rough history in elim- in elimination games at home. They were in this position last year against the Lions to make the playoffs at home. They lost that one. Their last two playoff games as the one seed, they lost at home as well. But this is a new team. This is new players. Um, this Bears team, while I respect what they've done down the stretch, is not as good as those teams that eliminated them in the past. Um, and the Packers have not lost the Bears since I was in high school. So I do not wow. expect that streak to end here. Um, the Packers have everything to play for. The Bears have nothing to play for, which you could argue makes the Bears more dangerous here. But I think the Packers, I think they'll be well prepared to pl- for this game. They know what's on the line. They're in front of their home fans. Uh, Jordan Love has been outstanding, except for that a bad game. He had a bad game against the Giants. Uh, week 14, but he's been outstanding really for the past two months. Uh, d- despite a bit of a rocky start to the year, he didn't, he was not great to start the season. Um, but he, he's been one of the better quarterbacks in football over these last, um, I'd say about six or seven weeks. So, with that said, I think the Packers will win this game to get into the playoffs. It will not be easy though, I think the Bears will put up a good fight. Um, they like I said, they played good football. Justin Fields, I think, is. At the very minimum, increasing his trade value. If the Bears want to trade him and get Caleb Williams or Drake May um, in the draft, but with that said, I'm going to go Packers. Packers twenty four, Bears twenty one. Okay. Packers win. Packers win in the last second field goal. Okay, that's a logical pick. Um, I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, I saw a TikTok today comparing. Aaron Rodgers' numbers his first year uh, to Love's numbers, and they're, like, almost identical. Yes, they are. Like, wh- how does that make you feel? Pretty excited. I, I think um, I think there's a chance that um, we got another franchise quarterback. And I don't actually, I don't think there's a chance. I think we have. Like, I understand Jordan Love's only started a year. Um, but, like, when you watch him play, he has every lookings of a guy – who could be a face of a franchise for a decade plus. Yeah. Um, he's just been outstanding. And he, I, I think he's been better than Rogers was his first year. He's won more games. Uh, he has better numbers. He has a worse supporting cast. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Rogers overall. I, I don't think, he, I don't think he will be, but in the first year as a starter, he's been better statistically and in terms of team success. So, Makes me very excited about the future of this football team. That's good. Um, all right. You're not going to like this for me. Um, I think I, I was just thinking about it. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the bears to pull off an upset here. Uh, you know, they're playing with house money on the road. Um, I think that fields is unlike any quarterback they faced this year. Um, he's, a, you know, a Lamar Jackson type, not obviously not producing at the level that he is, but, the body type, the the play style, all that. So I feel like that's going to be, you know, obviously the Bears played the fields earlier in the year, uh, but I feel like Fields is hitting his stride right now, and he's confident, like he's making throws, like really good throws. Um, DJ Moore is having a big second half. Um, so I just I have a sneaky feeling that the Bears might be able to pull this off on the road. Um, I is this Sunday Night Football? I think it might be. Uh, no, it's uh, the na- late window CBS game. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be Tony Romo and uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call. Yeah. So it's a hu- huge game. Um, you know, Bears last game of the year, they're going to be going all out. Um, so I just have a sneaky feeling that they could pull off the upset and kind of, kind of spoil things. Um, I do think the Bears defense is actually like playing really well right now. They, they are. They've been they're, one of the best. respectable. By EPA per play, they've been like the best defense in football since week 11. Um, really, yeah. ever since Matt Eberflus started calling their defense, they've been very good defensively. So that could present some issues for Jordan Love, but I I trust him to um, to overcome it to win this game. Yeah, and 
they yeah that you're right on part of me um i think Eberflus deserves another year to be the coach um i think he will get that next year um, yeah i don't know if he'll make any staff changes or right but this is this is the bears version of the bears that i expected this year and i had an l take at the beginning of the season picking them to go to the playoffs um but at least they improved at least you know they're in this position to end the year on the on a good note, you know. Um, oh, for sure. And this isn't the Bears, you know, of a few years ago where, you know, fans were showing up to the stadiums wearing bags over their heads and stuff like that. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Bears to win this one um, in an upset. Um, let's go let's go 28 to Green Bay 24. All right. Given the Packers' history in elimination games at home, like I'm not even going to argue with you on that one. Uh, so we'll see if they can uh, break the curse a little bit here. Yeah. Moving on to really the game of the week here, Sunday Night Football, the last game of the regular season, the AFC East Championship between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the game is in Miami. Um, really huge game here. So – the Bills are in an insane position. So the Bills, if they win this game, they'll likely be the two seed. Okay. If the Bills lose this game, there's a relatively decent chance they miss the playoffs entirely. Wow. So just, just think about that for a second. So if I the Bills think it's more likely they're in the playoffs, but if the Bills lose this game. The Jaguars beat the Titans, which we would expect them to. Um, yeah. And the the Steelers beat the Ravens, which is entirely possible, considering the Ravens will have nothing to play for and will rest starters. And the Texans and the Colts don't tie, which is a very likely scenario. The yep. Bills miss the playoffs. Wow. So just wild to think about. Really is an encapsulation of their entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild that you laid it out like that. And I, I can start off on this one if you want. Um, so we got the Bills traveling to Miami. And the last time that, that the Dolphins were in this situation, they were hosting the Cowboys, and they won. Um, I would say the Cowboys are a better team than the Bills right now, even though the Bills beat them uh, a few weeks ago. I still think the Cowboys are slightly better. Um, whew, uh, let's, let's, let's break it down, shall we? Um, so the Bills last week played the Patriots and they won 28 to 21, I believe, um, in the defensive game and a game in which Allen did not throw the ball well, but they ran the ball well and they had a few special, team, special teams plays and, and things like that. So I don't know if my opinion on them really changed after that game. Um, they, they seem to be a formidable team on the road. They seem to be a team that, you know, we saw them against the Eagles uh, that they can put together an offensive performance and they're going to need that in this game against the Dolphins because, you know, the Dolphins are going to be coming back home angry and ready to play um, in, in this spot and uh, a Sunday night football matchup. Um, I don't know about Waddle's status or Tyreek Hill's status going into this game. I know they're both hurt, like banged up a bit. Um, uh, Tyreek Tyreek will play. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about Waddle. I know he got poked in the eye last week, or or two weeks. Oh, ago. Yeah. I I didn't see that. Yeah, he got poked in the eye, and then he got like an ankle injury, and then it was just, you know, it was just not going well for him. But that's kind of he's been he's been banged up the entire year. Yeah, I I do think Tyreek is more important to their offense than Waddle is, but without either of those guys, it's going to hurt a little bit. So, um, as for the defenses on both sides. Both defenses are – well, the Dolphins isn't playing well after that last week. But before that, they were playing well. Um, the Bills, they're playing well. They're playing a lot better than they were in the middle to early part of the season. Um, I think this game's going to come down to a field goal. It's going to be a really close game. Uh, I want to say it's going to be high scoring, uh, but I don't – I think it's going to be kind of in between high scoring and low scoring. It's going to be like one of those middle – like middle twenties types of games. Um, I think I'm going to pick the bills in this game um, to win on the road, uh, secure their playoff spot. And then, you know, the dolphins are going to be 
11 and six. If it, yeah, if the Dolphins would likely be the sixth seed if they were to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to pick the Bills to win this one. Let's go 27, Miami 26. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to have a good game. I think Cook is going to have another good game. Uh, I don't know what's been happening to Diggs lately. He's been oh gosh, yeah, non-existent for the last six weeks, and I don't think that's going to change much here because he's going to have to face a good corner. So yeah, he'll have Ram. They'll put Ram. The Dolphins put Ramsey on him. Yeah, yep. That's that's all I got for that one. All right, I, I'll just cut to the chase. I'm also taking the Bills. I just I just trust them more. I understand these last couple of games they've played down their competition. Like the, the they. Had a close game against the Chargers, which tells you everything you need to know about how they played there. Against the Patriots, like, the Patriots, like, had a feasible shot to win that game. Like, Allen, like you said, did not play well at all. Um, the, their defense got a bunch of turnovers. It was bad weather game. But the Patriots had the ball in the fourth quarter with, with a chance to tie. Um, but, like, the Bills are a team, like, they'll be up and ready for this game. And despite, like, these last couple games, like playing down to their competition, I still trust them more than the Dolphins right now mm-hmm. because the Dolphins have played, the Dolphins are one in four against good teams this year. Um, and their one win was against Dallas. And I think the B- Buffalo is a little better than Dallas. Um, okay. They're probably, they're the same tier, but I think the Bills are slightly better. They're healthier. Um, and they have more to play for. Like Miami can lose this game and still make the playoffs. If mm-hmm. Buffalo loses this game and all those other things that I mentioned could happen, happen, which not impossible at all, they're out. So I think they'll have a higher urgency level. I think they're healthier. Um, and I just think they're the better team, like quite frankly. Um, I think with the thing with Diggs, I don't think they need him to win this game because I think they can run it with Cook. Allen will have more time to throw because they'll there's the Dolphins pass rush is kind of depleted at this point with no Chubb and no Phillips. Uh-huh. Um like even if Ramsey takes digs out of the game, they can get the ball to Gabe Davis if he if he has a good game. They can use uh Kincaid. Um James Cook's a really good receiving back out of the backfield. I think their defense um can create some problems for Tua if they can take Tyreek Hill out, which obviously is a lot easier said than done. But the Ravens didn't, didn't seem to have much of an issue with that. Because, like, if the Bills g- can get ahead in this game, the Dolphins aren't good at playing from behind. They're very similar to the Niners in that regard, where, like, if they get up and ahead, they can get rolling. And the Dolphins, when they play like that, they're hard to stop. But when you get up on them, they're just not the same team. So I think the objective for the Bills in this game is to get a lead early and go from there. Because that's the Dolphins don't like playing that way. So I'm going to go Bills 28, Dolphins, let's go 17. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two, t- or two score advantage there. Two score advantage. I, I, I think the Bills will, will come out ready and get a win here and get into the playoffs. After, after a relatively up and down season, they could still end up with a top two seed, which you know is pretty wild to think about. Yeah, so it looks like we're all we were both on the same page on all our picks except for Chicago and Green Bay. Um, yes, I want to kind of go out on a limb there and give the Bears some love after the season they've had. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting season for the Bears. Um, as bad as a start you can think of, but they've they've rallied and they they've stayed in it. And I don't like them obviously because they're a team they're a rival, but you yeah. have to give you have to give them some credit there. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to move into our last segment of the pod. Um, and it's going to be – we did this earlier in the year. Um, it's going to be called Contender Pretender for Super Bowl. Um, and now for this, I eliminated uh, the two top teams, San Francisco and Baltimore. So we're going to look at like that next tier of teams that have a realistic shot at going to a Super Bowl. And I'm going to ask you, Owen, uh, what – you think of these teams are they contender or pretender okay i got four of them um so the first team are the cowboys contender or pretender 11 they're sitting at 11 5 right now to win win it to win a super bowl to win the not to get to the super bowl to win the super bowl yes actually to be fair let 
because we don't know who they'll match up against on the other yeah. side. So let's go to get there. Okay, to get there. Oh, man. This is tough. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to reluctantly say contender. <laughs> yeah. Reluctantly. Because um, I, I think their A game's as good as anybody. The issue is their F game is like as bad as anybody. And their yeah. F game could come out at any possible time. But they'll likely, barring them collapsing against Washington, um, they'll win the division. They'll get two home playoff games, assuming they win their wild card game. Mm-hmm. And they, they play great at home. They have not lost at home since week one of last year. I'm gonna say contender. I, I think that I think they could they could get to the Super Bowl, but I don't feel great about saying that. Okay. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say pretender because I'm predicting that they will meet up with San Francisco on the way. So yeah, I and I think they'd lose that game, and they they'd likely go on the road for that game. So and I think we had that matchup a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say pretender, but I don't blame you at all for saying contender. So, all right, uh, moving moving to our second team, we got the Bills at ten and six, contender or pretender. The Bills, oh my gosh. I've been so up and down on them this year because I was when they were losing all those ridiculous games, like I was like, this is ridiculous. They're not going anywhere this year. I picked them to win Sunday night to beat the Dolphins to get in. With that said, I'm gonna say pretender. They're too dumb. Like they 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 do things, they just beat themselves so much. Like they turn the ball over all the time. Mm-hmm. They play down to their competition. And unlike Dallas, like they have losses at home this year. They lost to Denver at home. They lost to um was that their only home loss, I think? Uh let's see. Yeah. Jets was road. That's their only home. Okay. Ferris, then that's their only home loss. Um, but they've lost at home in the playoffs last year. Um, they lost so it's not like they don't have a as much of a home field advantage as Dallas does in terms of the way they play there. Uh, they've had some close calls at home this year too, like because they barely squeaked by the Giants, they barely squeaked by the Pats last week. Um, I'm gonna say contender or pretender, just because I can't trust them to put three good games together in a row. They're too inconsistent. Yeah, I agree with you there. That was pretty easy. Um, all these teams that I have on this list are in like kind of the same boat, but obviously some teams got to come out of the pack. So. Uh, Bills are a pretender for both of us. Third team is the Eagles. Now I have a feeling this is going to be easy now, but this is pretty easy right now. They're um, five, but you know they're still the Eagles. They could still figure it out. Yeah, I gotta tell you, man, I'm gonna say pretender. I I just don't have a lot of confidence in them right now. They're one and four in December. Could they like they'll likely play an NFC South team? Like they'll probably play like, the Bucks or the Saints in the first round. Yeah. Um, so like, could they win that game? They could win that game, but yeah, I'm gonna say that pretend. game right now is not a given because they just lost to the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm uh, pretending there as well. Um, that was probably the easiest one out of all these. But uh, our fourth and final team are the Dolphins, contender or pretender? Uh, this is honestly easier than the Eagles because the Eagles, the Eagles are similar to Dallas. Like if they play their A game, they could beat anybody. But like they've just been so they've just been so bad the last month. I have to say pretender. Like I have like very little confidence right in them right now. Uh-huh. The Dolphins, they're easily pretenders to me. Like I just I just don't see it with them. Don't see them like what if this week they blow out the, the Bills? Well, that could maybe sway me a little bit. Um, I have no expectations of them to do that. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, I'm gonna say pretender. Um, but I mean, they, they, I'd be shocked if they beat the bills, to be honest with you, let, let alone blow them out. Yeah. Uh, I was just throwing that out there. Uh, I'm going to say pretender. I just don't trust them. I, they're not good enough against good teams and they're, they're really banged up at the moment. They're getting hurt at the worst possible time. I think, yeah, I think for me, like. So who's more likely to be a contender, them or the Bills? Yeah, it's probably the Bills right now. Bills, so I, yeah. I have to say the pre- a pretender. 
But I wouldn't be shocked if they got healthy, uh, you know, in the next few weeks before the playoffs and stuff like that. And they, they figure it out a little bit more and they at least make it to, you know, the AFC championship game or something like that, or maybe a game or two before that. But yeah, making it to the Super Bowl, that would be, you know, way above their pay grade and something we haven't seen in a long, long time from Miami. So, um, yeah, I, I pretended all of them, which is interesting. That's probably not good. I should have picked better teams, but uh, you pretended you contended for the Cowboys, right? The Cowboys were the only team I picked as a as a contender. I think the Bills, the Eagles, and the Dolphins. I just can't see any of them winning their conference at the moment. The Bill, the Eagles, and the Dolphins because um, during the way they played in the Bills because their inconsistency. Yeah. All right, that's gonna uh, that's gonna wrap up our preview for Week 18 and our our final segment. There, you got any final words for us, Owen? Not really. I just think this is another uh, great episode and ready for the final week of the regular season. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. It's been fun talking football with you guys. We'll see you next time.